Today we talk about pastoral ministry and mental health, especially in light of the suicide by Jared Wilson. We talk about this today, this very important topic today on the Bellator Christie Podcast. You are listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast, brought to you by bellatorchristie.com. Now join your host, Brian Chilton, as we enter the arena of ideas. Taking of the sword of Christian theology and the shield of classic apologetics while taking Christian truth into the arena of ideas. This is the Bellator Christie Podcast, and this is your host. Uh, for the time we have together, yours truly, Brian Chilton. And we want to thank you for joining us today. I uh, have a lot of things going on right now. In fact, uh, <laughs> uh, just trying to squeeze out this podcast uh, for the limited time that I have. I'm actually in the process of uh, two Ph.D. classes uh, and a, just a load of other things going on at the time. And uh, one of the classes I'm taking uh, has, a, has a lot of paperwork involved with it, probably uh, thus far the uh, most papers that I've had in any course uh, so far. So I've uh, been in the midst and the throes of uh, Ph.D. studies, uh, but also a lot is going on with the uh, layman's manual on Christian apologetics, uh, which is the first book that I have written, and I have some exciting news uh, to present to you today about that book. And I do have a publication date. It will be available this December. Uh, I talked to the publisher, uh, and uh, they said it was about three months out, so it looks like it's going to be out December of 2019. And so I'm looking forward to the release date. That Just very excited about that, and I hope this will be a wonderful tool for many people uh, to have in their possession. And uh, so I'm also going to have an ad uh, is, that I'm going to uh, play for you later on, uh, and, and we'll be doing so up until either we have enough uh, individuals or um, or the re- or the book is released, whichever one comes first. Uh, but uh, as, as you're going to hear on the ad later on in the podcast, I'm looking for 50 people to be part of a book launch team. And uh, is is uh, some people are asking, well, what is a book launch team? What's what's involved with a book launch team? And essentially, what you do with a book launch team is you uh, you, you join you join the group, and um, and um, by doing so, you you agree to um, basically share information concerning the book on your social media pages, and it's just to help get the information out there about the book and telling other people about the book, what it's about things of this nature. And so uh, there are some perks by being part of a book launch team. Uh, you will receive, um, you can receive a copy of the book at a 40% discount for the printed edition and uh, you, or the Kindle edition you can receive at a price of $2.99. This is a price set by the publishers and uh, I think it's a pretty good deal. And uh, so anyhow, that that's going to be available coming out December this year. If you're interested in being part of the book launch team, 
go over to the website at bellatorchristi.com and uh, click the application which is found at the upper part of the page and so you click on there's a link there you click on it and fill out the information just basically once I just would like to have your email address uh, because any of the, uh, the the coupons and things like this that come from the publisher will be sent by email but there is also a Facebook page on there where uh, we can get together and talk about the book any questions you may have about the book I'll answer there and and uh, and in fact the Facebook team is the first to hear the news about anything pertaining to the book. Uh, you, you'll be the very first before you hear it on even Bellator Christie. You'll hear it first and on that uh, book launch team Facebook page. So just anyhow, I, I, I just want to highly encourage you, if you're interested in doing this, uh, we do have a few spots available. They're filling up quickly. And so um, just want to let you know that you're invited to take part if you would like to. And uh, you can fill out the application and get aboard, and we would greatly appreciate that. Today I want to talk a little bit about a situation that uh, that uh, that heard about, and I, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this guy is a Liberty grad, and uh, I'm talking about Jared Wilson, and uh, he has written quite a bit on uh, mental health, and this this mental health issues itself has is unfortunately in some parts of the world has become. Has has gained a little bit of a stigma about it, and uh, has almost become a taboo in certain areas. But uh, anxiety and depression are two very real things, and um, we need to be aware of that. We need to be aware of it, and we and we can't sweep it under under uh, under a rug. We can't pretend like it's not there. They're very real. And I do think that, and I have come across the material uh, because, because quite frankly, I deal with some anxiety issues myself. I've, I've had some uh, some some rough patches over the past few years, and uh, some some difficulties, which we all have difficulties. I'm not trying to say I've had more difficulties than anyone else because we all we all have them. Uh, but um, you know, some of us, and I think some of it may be heretical, uh, heretical. <laughs> Hereditary. <laughs> Let me fix my comment there. Not heretical. Hereditary. Uh, I've been having problems with my, getting my words out this past week, but anyhow, um, we, we 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 there's there's a bit of uh, uh, in the genes. We'll say that <laughs> it does seem like that uh, certain families uh, deal with anxiety issues a little bit more so than others do. And so this really came uh, became an issue when we think about uh, Jared Wilson. And before we even talk about Jared, let me also say I, I listened to some um, uh, some a lot of different podcasts, a lot of different talk radio stations, and and one particular talk radio station, talk radio program, uh, mentioned the rise in anxiety, especially among younger individuals, young adults, and even teenagers. And and quite honestly, the times which we live are very traumatic. We have, um, you know, ever since nine eleven, uh, which we just uh, commemorated just uh, the other day. But uh, ever since nine eleven, if you really think about it, it seems like I mean, violence has been around since before nine eleven. But it seems like we lost the innocence that we had, uh, the bubble that we were in, so to speak, in, in the United States of America. And, and we have become, uh, um, we, 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 are, we are beginning to um, 
realize just how violent the world is. And we, we have shootings, we have all these different things, and, and social media, while it's a great benefit, sometimes we allow the pictures and the good times of other individuals to uh, make, cause us to think that our life is worse than what we think it is. And it also makes us think that uh, other people's lives are better than what they appear to be. Quite frankly, you're only seeing the very best of that person's life on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or YouTube or whatever the case may be. There are some very real issues going on in that person's life you don't know about. Okay. Well, this, this, came, this came about really even in the Christian community as we learned about Jared Wilson, who was a California church leader, author, and mental health advocate. He died by suicide this past Monday evening at the age of 30. Can you imagine that? 30 years old. Uh, Wilson was known as a passionate preacher according to Christianity Today. I'm going to read this paragraph here uh, from uh, Christianity Today. It says, Wilson was known as a passionate preacher who most recently was an associate pastor at the megachurch Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. A co-founder of the mental health prophet Anthem of Hope, Wilson was open about his own depression, often posting on his social media accounts about his battles with mental illness. Senior Pastor Greg Laurie says that at a time like this, there are just no words. He says, Laurie says that uh, sometimes people may think that as pastors or spiritual leaders, that we are somehow above the pain and struggles of everyday people. Uh, we are the ones who are supposed to have all the answers, but we do not. And I think he wisely says that. He continues by saying that at the end of the day, pastors are just people who need to reach out to God for his help and strength each and every day. He goes on to say that his wife, Julianne Wilson, posted a photo tribute of her husband on Instagram. The photo slideshow shows him fishing in his happy place, she posts. She describes her husband as a loving, giving, kind-hearted, encouraging, handsome, and hilarious individual. She goes on to say that he has no more pain, no, my Jerry, no more struggle. You're made complete and you're finally free, she wrote in the caption. She goes on to say that uh, suicide doesn't get the last word. I won't let it. You always say hope gets the last word. Jesus does, she added. And it goes on to say that news of Wilson's passing followed a series of tweets the young pastor posted throughout the day, um, the day Monday that he dealt with suicide, uh, that, that dealt with suicide, including a post encouraging followers to remember that even it, though Jesus Though loving Jesus doesn't cure illnesses such as depression, PTSD, and anxiety, Jesus does offer companionship and comfort. He wrote, Loving Jesus doesn't always cure suicidal thoughts. Loving Jesus doesn't always cure depression. Loving Jesus doesn't always cure PTSD. Loving Jesus doesn't always cure anxiety. But that doesn't mean Jesus doesn't offer us companionship and comfort. He always does that. And I think he's right uh, on that. Uh, um, Wilson also posted on the same day that he was officiating a funeral for a woman who had died by suicide. Kay Warren, along with her husband, uh, Saddleback Church Pastor Rick Warren, lost their son to suicide in 2013. And um, anyhow, and it goes on talking about some more details. But I just want to I want to mention something because this this is um, uh, anxiety, depression. I, I don't say I don't think necessarily that I, I would say that I deal so much with depression, but I have been depressed before. Uh, quite honestly, I think all of us have. But I was surprised to find a book by one J.P. Moreland recently. And uh, 
Um, he, he In that book, he talks about, and let me see if I can pull this up right quick. Bear with me just a second. Um, he says in this book, let me, Finding Quiet, here it is, Finding Quiet, My Story of Overcoming Anxiety and the Practices that Brought Peace. Uh, this is a great book. By the way, if, if you deal with anxiety or if you deal with depression, you need to go out and find J.P. Moreland's book. It's not a very big book, and, and he does go through quite a great deal of information in, in, uh, in a short amount of space. But one of the things that he talks about in this book is something I think that we need to remember, is that sometimes our emotions tell us things that, that um, especially when we get in kind of a what I've always called a funk you know, and I know I'm not talking about a '70s disco here, but but a a funk when we we're down and out, we we're anxious, we have a lot of depression and things of this nature. He he mentions that some practices that he's used that has helped him get through, even so what what he said, even having some mental breakdowns. He even goes through a testimonial where he had a mental breakdown upon the release of a book. You know, and so um, he he talks he talks about reassessing one's thoughts that when you have a thought like uh, I'm never going to make it through then you have to really stop and and really look at that thought and call it out sometimes you may have to just say thought I'm not going to deal with you right now I'm going to deal with you later but to really look at that thought and ask yourself okay is this really rational is this really rational what I'm saying and then compare it to biblical scripture uh, and he gives a lot of great, a lot of great uh, scriptures in the back of the book. Now he also talks about uh, prayerful meditation. Now when we talk about meditation, some people think, well, you're talking about something in Hinduism, or you're talking about something New Age. I don't think it's that at all. I think it's focusing one's mind on God and finding that peace and quiet. I think part of the part of our problem when it comes with anxiety, when it comes to depression, is I think we stay too busy. Busyness, you know, some people think, well, well, you know, if if you're not busy, then you're not working hard. But but I think we often we often misunderstand um, that concept that even Jesus Himself needed times of peace for peace and quiet. Jesus often went even early in the morning, to go find a quiet place where he would just uh, pray between he and the Father, just him, him and the Father alone. And I think if Jesus needed to do that, how much more do we need that in our lives? I think sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves to be the best. I think that's, that's part of the issue there as well. Sorry, I had something going off on the uh, computer there. But I think we took we place too much pressure on ourselves to be the best. We we live in a fast paced society where everything is traveling at a faster pace. It seems like every year everything travels at a faster pace than it did the day before, and it's overwhelming. And we think we think to ourselves we have to compete against everybody else with every small minute detail in life that we have to be the best in everything 
But quite honestly, we cannot find peace if that is our mentality. Now, I'm not saying we can't be competitive. I'm not saying there's not there's necessarily anything wrong with loving to compete in sports and things of that nature. I'm not meaning that. But I think that there is a point where we, we can allow our competitiveness to overtake our sensibilities. The reality is that there's going to be people in life that's better at some things than we are. And that's just the reality of it. We have to accept that. So instead of competing with everyone else, we need to find our peace in God. This, this Sunday I'm even going to mention this, that, there's, that psychologists talk about how that individuals have a locus of identity. For some people, they have an external locus of identity that they're that that what others think about them is what determines how they think about themselves. For other people, they have a, an inward locus of identity that they find their their identity within themselves instead of finding it with, with you know in someone else. And yes, I mean you you there was a, there was a little po- point about this made on the Big Bang Theory, but I think the better way to look at this is instead of finding an inward focus or locus of identity, or especially an external locus of identity, because if you have an external locus of identity, you're never going to be be happy at all. You'll never find peace. You'll never find contentment, because you're always going to be judging yourself by what others think of you. And if there's anything I've learned in close to 20 years in ministry, it's that you're never going to appease everyone. For heaven's sakes, even Jesus, the most, the, the only perfect person to ever walk this world, he could not please everyone. And furthermore, he, he wound up getting himself crucified. So if Jesus couldn't please everyone, what makes you think that you can? And what makes me think that I can? You're not. It's not going to happen. So the only peace we find... The only peace that we could ever have found is the peace in God. You can't find a peace, find this peace in a job. I mean, yeah, if you have a job you love, that's great. If you have a job you absolutely despise, well, maybe you need to look for something a little bit better. And tell yourself that if if you're in a if you're in a bad situation, realize that you don't have to be there forever. Realize that you you may have an opportunity to find something else. You may tell yourself that I'm stuck here forever, but you're really not. You could find something else. See, that's a lie that we tell ourselves. We're stuck here forever. No, you're not. God will make a way. And the wonderful thing about the Christian worldview is that if we really believe in heaven, we know that no matter what we're facing in life, that it's only temporary. It's, it's not going to be the, the end goal of our lives. Really, quite, every, quite honestly, everything's temporary. Jobs can be lost, though. Health can be lost. Homes and material possessions can be robbed, stolen, or burned, destroyed. The only true source for peace that we can have in our lives is in the transcendent God. And that's one thing I have to say to you that that has been one thing that's helped me find peace in my life. As, I, as, I've, as I've openly admitted before that I deal with anxiety, and I've dealt with anxiety before. I think it's, uh, as I mentioned before, not a heretical thing, but a <laughs> hereditary 
thing. But all of us have something. Because all of us are broken people. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. Some people struggle with anxiety. Some people struggle with depression. Some people struggle with other issues. We all have something with which we must deal. Uh, with which we must engage. Uh, need to fix. Whatever the case may be. But just know despite what you may be facing, God is greater than your problem. And never tell yourself that you're stuck somewhere or never tell yourself that things will never be different because you never know, they just might. And quite honestly, one day they will. And also, if, 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 you're, if you're doing something you, you really don't like or if, you are, uh, you know, if, if conditions are bad, you know, be looking for something better. There's nothing saying that you can't. I mean, it's only fear that cripples us. Fear is what cripples us. Fear is what cripples us from doing, from living out the greatest potential that God has for us in life. So, I would just leave you with that today. I I, I really didn't know what to do on the podcast today. I was really praying and, and thinking about it, and God really brought this this issue to my mind. So if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with anxiety, hey, listen, go talk to somebody. It doesn't mean you're strange. If you need to go speak to a counselor or a pastor or somebody like that, find someone with whom you can speak. And if the pastor dismisses you or a fellow Christian dismisses you because you have anxiety, go find someone else. Talk to somebody else. Talk to another Christian. Talk to another pastor. Or go talk to a counselor. There are people out there who are willing to help you. You may have to look, but there are people out there willing to help. So no matter what you may be facing, find your peace in God. Go find a quiet place. Understand that the things that you tell yourselves may not be true. Find the reasoning behind it and go find your quiet in God. Beloved, let's be much in prayer for the Jared Wilson family and all those who've lost members by way of suicide. This is Brian Chilton. You've been listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast. God bless and don't forget that the Layman's Manual on Christian Apologetics is due this December and we're still looking for people to be part of the book launch team. We'll see you back next time. God bless. You've been listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast brought to you by bellatorchristie.com. The opinions of our guests represent their own and may not reflect those of Bellator Christie Ministries or its affiliates. The Bellator Christie Podcast and bellatorchristie.com are protected under Creative Commons copyright, all rights reserved. The opening theme is the song Crucified, written by John and Michaela Limanis, performed by Crosby Lane and produced by Mansion Entertainment. Be sure to visit our YouTube page at www.youtube.com forward slash Bellator Christie. Also, please consider leaving a positive review on the apps where this podcast is found. We thank you for joining us today and hope to see you back the next time that we step into the arena of ideas. Are you interested in apologetics but don't have the time and resources to go to seminary or Bible college? Do you often feel that apologetic materials are academic, weighty, and difficult to comprehend? 
If that describes you, then the Layman's Manual on Christian Apologetics, Bridging the Ivory Tower to the Everyday Christian, is for you. My driving force in writing this first book of mine is both a passion for apologetics and compassion for the laity of the church. The Layman's Manual on Christian Apologetics engages a broad swath of apologetic material, but does so in a way that everyone can relate by the inclusion of personal stories, anecdotes, and down-home humor. So whether you desire training in apologetics or whether you want a one-stop resource, be sure to pick up your copy of the Layman's Manual on Christian Apologetics. Stay tuned for further information concerning the release of the Layman's Manual on Christian Apologetics by logging on to bellatorchristi.com or by listening to the Bellator Christi podcast. We'll have more information as it becomes available. Stay tuned for the release of the Layman's Manual on Christian Apologetics, coming to bookstores everywhere very soon. Do you want to be part of the book launch team for the Layman's Manual on Christian Apologetics? The Layman's Manual on Christian Apologetics is the first book that I have written. It is due to be published December of 2019. Book launch team members are asked to post information about the book and its release date on their social media pages. In return, book launch team members will receive a 40% discount from Whiff and Stock Publishers for the print copy of the book and will be able to purchase the Kindle version for $2.99. I am looking for 50 individuals to be part of this team. Spots are limited and filling up quickly. If you would like to be part of the team, go over to bellatorchristi.com and submit the application which is found at the top of the page. We thank you for your support and be looking for the Layman's Manual on Christian Apologetics this December at bookstores everywhere. Did you know that you can help the Bellator Christi Ministries by simply leaving a review? If you are enjoying this podcast, help us out by leaving a positive review on the app where this podcast is found. This helps increase the exposure of the podcast and helps others find it more easily. If you enjoy this podcast, leave a review. If not, send me an email. Either way, we want to thank you for supporting BellatorChristi.com and the Bellator Christi Podcast.